Wholesale to Million family, I'm bringing you guys another subscribe first wholesale deal interview. What's so different about this one is this gal went from negative 20, $20 in her <laughs> bank account to putting her first wholesale deal check into her bank account and got it to a positive of 10K. So I'm gonna have her, I'm gonna bring her on, share with you guys her stories, you know, and uh, how she got into real estate and obviously leading into her first wholesale, uh, wholesale deal. Uh, those of you who recently discovered the channel, if you haven't subscribed already, boom, smash the subscribe button, join the family, and let's take your life, your business to a whole nother level. And also too, is throughout this interview, I all, I'm only gonna ask you guys for two things. One is that if you find value, and if you'd like me to continue doing this subscribe first wholesale deal interview, boom, smash that thumbs up for me. And if you don't find any value, period, it's gonna, there's gonna be some hater. <laughs> smash that thumbs down for me. Comment below and let me know why. All right, not just smash the thumb, but let me know why, so I can improve and do it better. You guys, this channel grow is not because of me. It's because of all of you, right? Because of all of you help support, sharing, growing, getting people onto the channel. Because there's something that you find. Um, that you like in the channel and I want to continue providing you guys the value the kind of content that you want and anything that is not I just want to eliminate it so if you like the subscriber first wholesale deal interview show me and let me know um, also too if you recently closed your first wholesale deal I would love to bring you onto the channel so you can share your stories to the whole world or, or more importantly to the whole family and if you <laughs> haven't subscribed to them uh, if you haven't followed me on Instagram Hit me up on IG, go to Kong, K-H-A-N-G dot, like a period, W-T-M. But uh, come on, let's not keep you guys waiting no longer. Uh, you guys, put your thumbs, put your hand together. Help me bring on Sarah from Texas. What up, Sarah? <laughs> hey, Kong. Thanks for having me on this show. Um, really excited to be able to share my story with you. It's been very exciting and a little bit of struggle going on there, but uh, really when it comes down to it, I made it happen. And a lot of that had to do with watching your videos and having outside help and, and you know, Facebook groups that I've joined and stuff like that. So I thank you for that. And again, thank you for having me on the show. Sarah, I want to say thank you. Congrats. A big congrats. You are representing the what I call whatever it takes <laughs> and also too is thank you Sarah for your service um so we appreciate that right um so much. yeah so Sarah let's jump right in um I mean I would love to hear um let's share with a little bit about your stories like your your story your background a little bit and then we'll lead into your uh uh your first wholesale deal yeah for sure so um basically I've been in the army for about 11 years I did some time in the national guard um, and then um, after that, I did some time reserves. And then later on, I decided that I wanted to go active duty. So as my time was ending in the reserves, I was like, you know what? This is a good time. I want to go active duty. Um, during that time, also, I was going through a divorce. So it was kind of like, I don't want to be in my hometown. I want to get out of here. It, it's time to move on. So I did that and uh, got into active duty, I ended up having to do a completely different job from what I was doing based on the needs of the army. And I ended up being um, a forward observer. And so what that basically is, is we, so if you have artillery fire or people that do mortars or like, you know, airstrikes and stuff like that, that's what I did. 
and I was actually the first female sergeant in that combat job. Wow. So, <laughs> wow. so I did that, um, went back to school for that, and uh, did really well. And then I got to my duty station here at Fort Hood. And um, they were already waiting for me. They already knew that I was coming in. Um, in this field, they needed more sergeants. So they were like, all right, because you know the field was so new for females, they were like, finally, we have a female that can lead. We can get, you know, we have somebody that the other women can look up to and kind of relate to because it's, it's a little bit different in the combat field. You're not really liked <laughs> because we're women, unfortunately. I'm not saying that there aren't people there that are, you know, supportive, but coming in, it was a little bit crazy. Um, and so that went on. With that being said, um, you know, it was a very high tempo environment. It was training after training after training because um, we're getting ready to deploy, which was last year in January. Well, with all that going on, I was actually having some trouble with my sleep. So I went back to my doctor because back in 2013, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And I knew that once I wasn't getting the right sleep, I was having like I was probably sleeping an hour a day at that point. My body wasn't allowing me to rest. I was like, you know what? I need to go back, get some medication for it. And I thought that was just going to be like a quick fix, you know, because I was doing fine at work. It was just not sleeping. Then it became this thing of, oh, well, we need to get you back on your bipolar meds. Now we can't deploy you. Now it became the shift of like, holy cow, I'm just trying to get some, <laughs> some sleep, some extra help um, just to get through that part. And then it turned into, hey, we're gonna have to medically discharge you from the army. And I was like, what is going on here? This is crazy. Like, you know, to me, I'm like, fine. I'm just, you know, I can't sleep right now. That's not a big deal, you know, to me at the time. I was like, that's not a big right. deal. But the way they made it seem was like, because of the medication that we have to put you on, um, what if we can't get it to you and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, but this is temporary. I've been without medication for so long. It's just been really high stress. So I was like, okay, well, I accepted, I accepted the fact that that was what was happening in my life. And I was like, well, I'm going to have to do something. <laughs> and um, when I was in the National Guard, I actually ran a, a pressure washing business for a couple of years. And I had sold it. I really hated what I was doing, even though I was making money. It, I was traveling all the time. And I was like, well, I, I know that I like being an entrepreneur. I know that I love having my own business. But what is it that I really want to do? And, you know, I've heard um, things about real estate and I was just like, okay, well, this sounds like pretty interesting. I was like, well, I, I, you know, I know there's investing, but what does that mean? What is, you know, what does investing mean? I don't want to be like an agent where I'm just like showing houses. I know that there's investing out there. I've heard it somewhere along the way let me dig deeper into it. So I did. So I found people like uh, Cody Sperber. I found some stuff with, you know, Max Maxwell. I found you. And, um, you know, I was listening to like podcasts and all that kind of stuff. And this was probably, this was like last year, I would say July, August, when I was like really getting into it. Um, and when I say into it, as far as just like watching stuff and trying to prep, cause at this point I know I'm getting out of the army and it's coming soon. 
So the time frame was January, February, I'm, I'm finding out I'm getting out of the Army. I'm processing out at this point. So I'm literally not on deployment anymore. I'm what's called rear detachment, and my unit's actually already deployed. So I'm just kind of hanging out, <laughs> doing work, but then hanging out, you know. So I'm watching these videos, and I saw you, and I was just like, this guy is really cool. Like he's absolutely legit. Like I, I, what I loved, and I, you know, I tell my girlfriend this all the time. I was like, you know, I could even meet Kong. Like Kong is like real dude. You know, he he's so authentic and completely transparent. I was like, I don't feel like he's trying to sell me something. Well, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just like you're giving out all this free content, and it's like wow, this guy is super genuine. And it's like, I'm learning something. It's like, you get pumped up. And I'm like, all right, this is cool. This is cool. And then, um, but I didn't execute quite yet. Cause I think I was in this mindset of, okay, when I get out, when I get out, when I get out. And I wish I would have started before I had gotten out. But I just, you know, technically when you're in the army, you're not really supposed to have a secondary job. Like it's not a lot, like you have to get permission for it. So I was just kind of like, well, I could probably do it and hopefully not get caught. But then it's like, <laughs> you know, what if I'm going to, you know, have to do something late at night or in the morning and I, you know, like our schedules are kind of weird anyway. So it's, it's like, well, okay. So then um, I, I knew that I was getting out. So then like July, August happened and, and it was like, all right, the last final bit of paperwork was coming up and you know, we have a way of processing now. And I was like, okay, I'm like literally about to get out. And then I think about August, I knew for sure when I was getting out, they're like, all right, December 17th of 2018, you're getting out, you'll be completely processed. So in the military, you have what's called leave and it's kind of like paid time off. And I knew I was like, oh man, I have like, two months of pay time off. This is perfect. Absolutely perfect. I'm gonna have my pay time off. I can get on this wholesale thing, you know? And then, you know, like, I think this was October that time frame. I was like, this is perfect. I can start my leave and whatever. Everything will be great. So that meant that I was gonna be off like around November or whatever else, or October or something like that. And um, so as this was happening and I'm like finalizing my paperwork, I get my paycheck and it was no pay due, which means I did not get paid from the army. So I'm like, whoa, army, where's my money? <laughs> like I, you know, I paid up all my bills. Like this money was supposed to go straight to the business. Like, you know, with me and my girlfriend, we're pretty serious. So we're living with each other and you know, she has a good job. And I'm like, this is perfect. All this money can go to, you know, a little bit extra stuff that we need at the house. And this is going to go to the business. I was like, perfect plan turned out to not be so perfect. Um, so they didn't pay me because years ago I had accepted a scholarship from them and I did three years and I was supposed to become an officer. So I did three years of that and decided, you know what, this isn't quite for me. Some things happened. I was like, this isn't quite for me. I almost like completely got out of the army in general. But with that being said, I had to pay it back. So every paycheck that I got, I was paying, you know, I think it was like $400 a month towards that debt. So I thought that, you know, the payment would just continue while I got out and I would just have to pay them. No, they said, you know what, <laughs> we're taking your whole paycheck 
to go ahead and pay, pay for it because we knew, or they knew that I was going to be getting out in December. So they, I, it was like two and a half, three months worth of pay, just gone. I was like, holy cow, like, what am I going to do? So my leave comes up and I'm still watching the videos and stuff like that. My leave comes up and I'm like, well, I cannot not work because I mean, even though, you know, I knew this money was going to be here, I thought it was, I, I still needed some money to, to help with a household. So I was like, okay. Um, and my girl, Um, Sarah, it's okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> froze a little bit. It's me. <laughs> Everybody gonna say, Kong, come Kong. on. <laughs> the infamous Kong, are you still there? Yeah, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. So I was like, All right, you know what? I'll go ahead and work at the dealership. I've done this before. I know I can make money doing this. It just sucks because it's like 12, 15 hour days. So I'm like, This is kind of steering me away from what I want to do because the whole point is to be able to build a business to have the time freedom so because we have two girls we have an 11 year old and a seven year old and they have sports and stuff like that and I'm like well I don't want to miss all this like the whole point of building this is so that I can actually be there but I was like you know what I'm going to suck it up I'm going to do it I'll just get in there and whatever else so I think I started, yeah, I started there like November, literally the first day of my leave is the day that I started work at the, the car dealership. I was like, man, this sucks. <laughs> so um, I start working at the dealership and I'm just like, you know, a week passes by, two weeks passing by. I'm like, great, I'm making this money. And I'm just like, I hate this. This is exactly what I did not want to do. Like, I need to start wholesaling, but it was just kind of like, all right, well, I gotta, I gotta get some paychecks first or whatever. And I'm like, well, you know, they talk about driving for dollars. Maybe I should start doing that. And, but I'm like, when do I have the time? Cause I'm here from like seven to like eight at night, you know, and sometimes later. So I'm like, what the hell? And, um, so at this point now I'm just getting frustrated, you know, cause I'm like seeing all these videos of like, people getting excited and I'm seeing your videos and I'm like, I need to do something like this is driving me crazy. You know, like I have to, like, it was like every burning fire passion in my soul that just said, Sarah, you need to do this. So December rolls along. I'm like, all right, so I'm going to go ahead. I didn't really have that much money then either. Cause you know, I was going towards bills. We're trying to catch up because I didn't get paid for three months. So this is like, this is all catch up time now. It's like, all right, cool. Well, I guess I have like 200, 280 bucks that I can put towards like bandit signs. So I got bandit signs. And um, so I got, I only, I'm not even kidding about this. I got hundred bandit signs. I was like, you know what? That's plenty. I'm going to make this work. Like, I don't know how I'm going to make this work, but I make it work with a hundred bandit signs. That's so much more than most people even have. So I was like, I'm using these hundred bandit signs. I purchased, purchased it off the dirt cheap signs and they actually are based like an hour away from where I live. So I was like, I'm driving there. So I don't have to pay for shipping costs because shipping for some reason is kind of expensive. <laughs> so I drive there, I pick it up. I'm so excited. I'm like bringing this to work. I literally did this during my lunch break, went back to work. I'm showing my friends. I'm like, 
yeah, man, I'm about to do the damn thing, you know? <laughs> They're just looking at me like, okay, Sarah, yeah, wh whatever is going on there. So, like, Friday nights, I start putting the little bandit signs up, and um, it's funny because I guess other wholesalers in the area were taking my bandit signs out and putting their <laughs> bandit signs in, and I was just like, come on man like are you kidding me and it was so frustrating so then now we're into january january comes along i'm still doing the bandit signs there right and i'm just doing this every friday to sunday picking them up putting them in there sometimes i didn't even have any left because again people were like taking them out or whatever so january comes along and it's probably like early january i get and i'm getting some phone calls i'm getting phone calls from like other wholesalers I'm, I'm getting like uh phone calls from like real estate agents but finally i get one and it was actually a broker and she calls and she's like hey you know i really didn't want to call but i saw your sign i was like well you probably saw like 50 other signs but i'm glad you called mine <laughs> um so she called mine she's like listen i have a close friend who has a property in virginia Mind you, I'm in Texas, so I'm like, great. <laughs> you know, they're in Virginia, like their home is in Virginia. The whole situation was the son has a father in Virginia, the house is in Virginia, and the father, um, he was in a coma. And they're old, like an older family or older, you know, man and his wife. The wife actually lived with the son here in Texas because um, I guess the, the husband was being taken care of in Virginia at some home or whatever. And so I was like, okay. And they're like, listen, we had other um, investors try to go in there and like purchase the home and it just didn't work out. They just kind of, you know, my friends feels really shady about, you know, real estate investors and stuff like that. And they're trying to like get the property extremely, extremely low, but not really try to help him or anything like that. So I was like, okay, well, so, so what do you like, what do you want me to do about this? Like, do, are you trying to like sell this today? Like, is he trying to sell this today? Cause at this point I'm not even talking to him, obviously cause the guy's in the coma, but I'm not talking to the son either. So I'm like, okay, well who actually owns this property? Let, let's double check that. And she was like, okay, it's the husband and the wife. Okay, perfect. You get all the information about this property. Um, and she's, I was like, okay, great. Well, you know, let me call you back. I'm going to get my property analyst to go over this really quick and look at the numbers and I'll come back with, you know, with an offer. So I do that. And, um, what I found, and I'm looking at my notes here cause I'm horrible at remembering things. The ARV was about 168 and she was saying, um, the rehab was around like 26,000. I was like, okay, well, so I'm like looking at the pictures and I'm like, I mean, I don't know what 26,000 worth of rehab looks like, but okay, yeah, sure. I mean, it just looks really old, okay? And um, so I get her on there and I think I said, I was like, all right, so she wanted to basically be the, the middle person talking to her friend. So I was like, okay, so she wanted to basically joint venture this. I was like, okay, I don't mind joint venturing this. So I was like, I guess since you're really the one that's going to be, you know, doing the acquisition part and like, you know, basically getting him to say yes to this because this is your friend. 
Um, I guess we'll do 50-50. I think that was probably the worst mistake ever, but <laughs> there's a lot of lessons that I've learned in this one deal that probably will teach me lessons for a lifetime at this point. So I was like, okay. So I get like a, a marketing addendum, which I didn't even know what that was at first, but I was like, there has to be some sort of like contract out there that's saying, okay, this is what the, we're doing 50-50 at the assignment slash double closing, you know, type of thing. So we get it locked up at, what was it? Originally at 58,000, originally. He owes about 20, like 20-ish. So he owes about 20. We lock it up at 58. I'm like, great. All right. So let me go ahead and do the purchase and sale agreement. I get on DocuSign. I was like, I don't even know how to use this thing, but it was actually really easy. So I was like, okay, all right, all right. And you know, it's like, it's funny. You tell people and it's just like, just do it. Like you're never going to see that part of the road until you start driving it. So it's like, all right, I'm just driving on, do the DocuSign. I send it. And that got a little confusing at first because it was, it was like, all right, so I had to, uh, the father had, was supposed to have like, um, I guess his caretaker was supposed to be the one to sign. So I had to make sure that I had the right people signing and sending it to the right people. And so I guess some other lady was supposed to sign for the father. And, and then the mother was going to sign. So we get that all situated. They sign. Everything is good. I'm like, all right, well, I need to go find a title company in Virginia. I'm like, I don't know anybody in Virginia, you know, like, all right, find a title company in Virginia. I'm like, ring, ring, ring. Like, hey, do you guys do um, assignments and double closings? And they're like, yeah. I was like, okay, well, I mean, they wouldn't say yes if they didn't. So I was like, well, that, that works out perfect. And um, so I took my little $10 earnest money deposit, <laughs> sent that in. And, and then I was like, all right, well, I got to start marketing now. Like I, this is, this is the next step. I was like, all right, this is the next step. I got to do this. I was like, well, hopefully this is a good deal because these people will tell me if it's not. <laughs> so, um, I get on to Facebook and I basically, I try to look for marketplaces in Bowling Green, Virginia is technically where it's at. The most major city next to it is Fredericksburg. So I'm going to tell you right now, there is a not, there's not a lot of like swip swap sales, you know, yard sale type things that you can find on Facebook to, to advertise on it. So I, I think I found like one or two and then I used um, the Fredericksburg area and then just surrounding counties. So it's like, all right, so I'll use the surrounding counties. I'll post up my deal on there. And um, I did it that way. And um, I actually didn't even put anything on Craigslist for this one. It was just all Facebook. So then I started getting people like, you know, messaging me back. And I was like, oh my God, like people are actually messaging. Like this, is, this really works. I was like, this must mean this is a good deal. <laughs> like it has to be. Like they said, if it's a good deal, they will come and, I, and it came. And um, some of them were, you know, you could tell that some of them were serious and stuff like that. And, and, uh, oh, did I tell you at this point, I had definitely quit the dealership at this point. <laughs> Somewhere in there, I quit the dealership in January. Okay. I was like, you know what? Forget this. I'm quitting the dealership. 
and I'm doing going full time and girlfriend was not happy about it and she was not on board but I was like I'm gonna show you the money like it's gonna happen so then all this stuff happens but um so and the reason why I led back to that was because as I was marketing these I was actually finding a remote job for like at home so I could still do both so I was like well it's kind of selfish of me not to like try to bring some money in while doing this but I was like if I could work at home I can't I don't see why I can't sneak some calls in <laughs> you know what I'm saying so I ended up working for a tutoring company at home but while I was marketing all this stuff I was getting ready to fly to Arizona for a one-week training so I go to I'm like all right so I'm getting some some traction on it but then it was like straight to training and then at that point I just like lost momentum and and I don't know, like I just went to training mode for the other company and wasn't like thinking about anything else. And I was like, all right. And I was like a Monday to Friday. And I was like, all right, okay, no one messing around. This is a good deal. I need to get this. I need to get this going. So I get back and I'm just like pounding away at the, at the computer and I'm like marketing this. And I actually got some more leads, people that wanted to see it. So I was like, all right guys, well, I'm only showing this place once and it's gonna be between this and this, bring your inspectors, bring your partners, bring whoever you need to bring because this is a one-time thing and this is a hot deal. So if you're, if you're not coming now, I'm sorry you missed out. <laughs> and so they did, they came. And um, the funny thing about that is, is like we had to get, I guess like a friend of the family or whatever, she came down and opened it up and, um, showed the people what sucked was the first person that came and i told him i was like listen i didn't have anybody to kind of like facilitate but i told the person that was either open i was like listen you know my my business partners you know they're going to come in and i gave her some expectations that they're going to come in they're going to take a look at the property um we've we've told them not to disturb you please don't disturb them they you know they're trying to get some work done or whatever so it was all good the first guy, as he was leaving, was like, oh yeah, I'd pay like, I think he said like, I'd pay like 70, 80,000 for this. After I just locked this up at, at 58, right? And so now I'm getting a phone call about how that lady talked to the son and the son's like, hey, like what's going on? Like, what do you mean this person will, will you know, like what, what's going on? And somebody else trying to pay, pay for more, like more or like what's going on? And I'm like, uh, you know, you, these are just some people that we're bringing in. He's just, you know, fluffing, like, don't listen to him. He's not, whatever. And so they're like, okay, they just kind of like disregarded that guy. I don't know how we talked him out of it, but like the, the girl that I was JVing with somehow was just like, no, don't listen to him. <laughs> like, they're just being crazy, you know? And then I had uh, two or three other people come in and then we finally um, found somebody that was really serious about it. And it was all on that one day. So um, the crazy part about all of this situation that was so hard because it was like, all right, I'm from Texas. This was literally a virtual deal in Virginia was the fact that one, it is hard not being there, but there are ways that you can get things done. And one of the things was um, I needed to get pictures taken of this property because the lady that originally taking pictures was horrible. So for those out there that say they cannot do this, this is what I did. And if you have to do this too, do it. 
but I literally called a general contractor and was like, Hey, I'll pay you 50 bucks. Go take some pictures of this home. This is how I want to take, get the pictures in. Gave him a guideline. I'll pay you 50 bucks. And if you can give me like a, I kind of a little bit like said, Hey, you know, we, we would like to rehab the home. Can we get an estimate? And they do free estimates anyway. So we had a whole free estimate of this house and pictures and I paid him the 50 bucks. So I didn't feel too bad. So <laughs> that's how we got that. So for those who say you can't do it, it's a lie. You can find ways to do it. And I actually almost drove 23 hours, but I was like, how can I do this much smarter than driving 23 hours? And that's how we ended up doing it. Cause I was a little bit weird about the Craigslist thing and finding somebody on Craigslist. I was like, well, <laughs> there has to be a better way. So we got the buyer and um, he is actually, I guess he, he buys homes in like Fredericksburg, but he's also starting to buy homes in the surrounding areas. And so he just happened to want ours. So we locked it up with him for 70, originally for 78,000. Okay. And then um, he was, I was like, okay, great. Let's go ahead and draft this contract up. And originally I wanted to do a, um, a double closing because I knew at this point, <laughs> I was like, well, this is kind of more than $10,000. <laughs> so I was like, well, okay, well, we'll go ahead and do a double closing, which I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know there was like transactional funding and all this kind of stuff that they were talking about. I was like, oh my God, I don't remember learning any of this but I, you can go on YouTube and you can find so many things on YouTube. And um, so originally we were gonna do a double closing. So this is where it gets messy. Now that we have the seller and the buyer, my broker is going crazy. Like I don't, she's just had so many bad um, experiences with other people that I guess she thought that I was gonna like, jip her of her money. And I'm like, that's crazy. Like I've literally CC'd you in every single email going to the title company. So you're seeing all these contracts go to the title company. You see that your marketing addendum is going to the title company. It was like, there's no way that I can fabricate that, you know, but she was like feeling on edge and I was just like, what is going on? So now that's got me feeling on edge. Cause I'm like, are you trying to like backdoor me on this? Like, <laughs> like now that you've seen all my contracts, cause she's hard about wholesaling, but she doesn't know how to do it. Now I'm like, what are you going to do? Because now you're making me nervous. Right? <laughs> so she was like, well, I need to know from um, the title company, like the breakdown of like, who's going to get what and like what's going to be deducted. And now she's like literally nitpicking at anything she possibly can. And I was like, Oh my God, this might be the death of me. Cause I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting like text every, every minute of the day about this. So I'm like, listen, I was like, I've already CC'd you. I have been completely open and transparent with this whole entire deal. Like literally everything. I've, I've sent, I've, you know, you've seen all the contracts, you've seen that it's gone to the title company. Like, I'm not making this up. I was like, if you really feel like you have to do this, I was like, you are more than welcome to call them up and just be like, Hey, did you get the marketing, marketing addendum with my name on it? Blah, blah, blah. You know, 
It's like, if you really feel like you need to do that, I was like, I don't know any other way to reassure you other than the fact that I've already done all these things for you, you know? Now you're making me nervous. Like, oh, what's going on, you know? And so, so she does that. But with this being said, she took it even further. She, she calls the title company. I guess she, she, now she's like demanding for things. So like her, I guess she wasn't very personable with them. And it kind of like backlashed on me. And I was emailing the title company. I was like, hey, I'm, I really apologize for any miscommunication. You know, I just try to explain what was going on. And it backfired. It completely backfired. The, they ended up, title company was like, hey, we don't want to work with you guys. I was like, oh my God, no. Like, <laughs> what the heck just happened, right? So now I'm pissed because it's like, we're literally getting ready to do this thing, right? You know, we locked it up. I, you know, we originally locked it up for 58 and uh, now we're selling it for 78, but we actually ended up decreasing that from 78 to 75.5 because of a septic issue. And then, so that's how we went from 58 with a seller to 55. So we had a good spread there, but, um, so we're trying to get this all done. Title company's like, no, we're not doing it with you. And I'm like, well, fantastic. So now what? So now me and the broker, we're, we're going back and forth because I was like, well, what did you say to them that <laughs> they're just not comfortable with working us with us now? And she was like, well, you know, I told them they need to give me a breakdown and blah, blah, blah. I was like, it's like, you do realize you're not on the contract. They're not going to feel comfortable, you know, giving you this private information. You're, you didn't lock up the contract. Like, <laughs> of course I don't want to give it to you, you know? And so I was like, all right, well, what am I going to tell my buyer? You know, cause like, I just got this guy, everything is good. He's never worked with wholesalers before. He's used to buying from like auction.com and I really don't want to give this guy a bad experience. So I, I kind of fibbed about, it. I gave him a ring. I was like, listen, these guys, which was like part of the truth, but kind of fabricated as well. I was like, listen, Hey, these guys don't know how to do a double closing, which they ended up not knowing how to do a double closing. And we need to find another, you know, attorney or, or, you know, a title company. He's like, Hey, we can use my attorney. I was like, perfect. <laughs> let me just uh, redo all this paperwork and let's move on. So go to his attorney and, um, the attorney actually calls me and he's like, Hey, why do you want to do a double closing? He's like, I could do it, but it's going to cost you extra money. And I'd like to save you some money if, you know, you want to do that. I was like, well, of course I'd like to save some extra money. Where, what are you trying to get at? He's like, well, why don't you just like do an assignment? I was like, well, I was like, honestly, sir, I was like, you know, I've never worked with um, such and such as a buyer before. And, you know, some buyers are not very happy about what we make. So I just kind of wanted to keep it personal. And he's like, oh no, you're good. They've been, they buy like eight to 10 houses a week. <laughs> they don't care about how much you make. I was like, fantastic. That's excellent. Well, let me just double check with Jason and this guy, the guy's name is Jason. And, um, we'll, we'll go from there. So I checked with, um, the buyer and I was like, Hey, you know, I talked to your attorney and 
we talked about this and I was like, just to make things a little bit more uh, smoother or simpler, save us money and stuff like that. I was like, you know, as long as you don't mind that we're making a really good amount of money here, then let's, let's do it this way. And he was like, okay. And it was just as simple as that. And so I ended up sending him an assignment contract for the 75.5. And um, I thought we were, I thought we were clear from there, but it gets worse. <laughs> so we get the, we get the paperwork in, all the paperwork's in, in order and all that good stuff. And, uh, the brokers, she's chill now. And I'm like, okay, everything's good. And um, they, the title or the attorney, they call us back and they're like, hey, we got a problem. And I was just like, what do you mean you got a problem? Because I'm thinking in my head, you know, the broker told me there's no problems. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> the person that was signing for the father, who's in a coma, did not have power of attorney to sign for real estate. She could sign for everything else, just not the real estate. And I'm like, what does this even mean? Like, what do we need to do, you know? And uh, we had to go back and forth. So this is February now, okay? So that was like mid-January to February. We're in February now. And I'm like, no, this is, this is like supposed to close now. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's time. Like, I've been waiting. It's time, you know? And um, so they're like, well, no, we're going to have to figure out, you know, there was like an old power of attorney that was like canceled out by like another piece of paperwork. And it was just all confusing. So now the son is trying to have to figure out how to do this paperwork, but I guess he was going to be charged like several th thousand dollars for doing paperwork that he'd already done in the past that was canceled out by something else. I, I don't know. It's a bunch of legal stuff and I don't know anything about this. So I'm just like in these few passing weeks, I'm having to, you know, keep up with the buyer just to make sure everything's still good. And now I'm keeping up with the broker because she feels uneasy. I'm just like, man, this is just getting really crazy. So now, like I said, it's like February 23rd when all this was happening. It's like, all right, I'm going to, he, he goes, the son was like looking to find out like what he needed to do. So apparently he was supposed to get an attorney and get this paperwork redone. So now we don't know how long this is going to take. March rolls in. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is crazy. Kong, let me tell you. While this is all going on, okay, this is where it gets crazy, okay? This is the backstory. Um, my girlfriend, who had been working for the comp her car dealership for four years, had some issues with uh, somebody that just became management, that wasn't management before, became management, and they already had a bad relationship. And she was, like, pretty much over it. So she leaves the company, and I'm like, okay, we'll figure this out. Right. And that's part of the reason why I got the, the other job. And on top of that, we got an eviction letter. <laughs> okay. So we're getting close to being evicted. Okay. Um, and we're like having to sell things to pay for this, sell things to pay for that. I don't, I no longer have an actual working cell phone. Okay. Only reason why I even had like internet was because my friend let me borrow her little Wi-Fi pug. I didn't even have internet. Calm. I didn't have, we almost lost the house. Didn't have internet. Didn't have a phone. Like 
(laughs) this is embarrassing, but it's so true. We got the car repoed. This is all so insane. Like when we're waiting on money, we're waiting on like taxes. We're waiting on like 401k, like the cash out. We're waiting on all this stuff. We're having to go and get like food from food banks. And somehow we're making this shit work. Like, I don't know how, like everything in the world was against us. So for those who are out there, I'm telling you right now, eviction, repo, like not having almost basic needs of things, right? But we found ways to pay for one thing and not have the other and pay for the other thing and not have another for a little while, you know? But um, so all that was going on while I'm trying to get this deal done. So like, there's even more pressure. I can't even make like phone calls or anything because literally I have an iPhone and I can like text people that have iPhones. I'm having to go to like to a friend and be like, Hey, can I borrow your phone? Like it, it's crazy. Like at this point. So there was a lot of adversity going on through this whole entire process, but just to let everybody know we, we are still in the same house. Even though our car got repo, we were able to pay that and get it back just before this deal even like, <laughs> like went through because we got like taxes back and whatever else but <clears throat> I was still negative 20 in my account like because we had to pay everything else you know so I'm just like this sucks so this was like February March time frame this is all March time frame and then finally um the broker calls back and she's like great news I was like yes <laughs> this, yes finally great news like please tell me what this great news is she's like well, it turns out the son was originally the power of attorney. The reason why he's no longer the power of attorney is because he just needed to renew it. He just needed to pay the fee to renew it so that we could move forward because that was the only issue. I was like, are you kidding me? We waited a month to find this out. And the problem was the guy just kept procrastinating. So I was just like, okay, well, that's great news. I was like, you know what? Positive positive vibes. Like, let's just go ahead and go for it. And, um, after that, um, it was like the end of March at that point. And then they were like, all right, well, we're going to close April 4th. And then they were like, well, we got, you know, cause it was like literally a couple of days after they're like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to close April 4th. And then the buyer was like, no, we need to close April 12th. And I was like, all right, well, you know, I'm only kind of starving over here, but sure, we'll, we'll still find ways to make it work, you know? And um, so April 12th rolls around. They're like, well, because we're wiring, this is like Friday, right? Because we're wiring this, you won't get it until like next Monday or Tuesday because that's not when we, we're going to record it within the 48 hours or whatever. It's like, all right, well, it's just one more weekend. I have never hated a weekend so much in my life. So much, man. I was like, this weekend just needs to get over with. Like, can I just sleep the whole weekend so I don't even have to worry about this? Like, man, like, let's go, <laughs> you know? And then the 15th comes and she, she had, like, the, the person at the attorney's office, she's like, hey, you should get it, like, um, late that afternoon. You better believe I was on my phone, like checking that thing. Like as soon as afternoon came, I was like, you know, and then uh, me and my girlfriend were, were sitting down and, you know, we're just like talking and I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to look, you know, and I look and it was just like this moment of like silence in my mind, like everything just stopped. And I can't tell you and like, it's the real thing. 
I cried. I was like, this is, this is amazing. Like I literally just like tears rolled down my face. It was just amazing. I was like, we did it. Like now we just got to do this like a million more times, <laughs> but we did it. It was like such a great feeling. I was like, this was really hard work. We had to go through so much. Like some, it makes me teary eyed right now, but we went through so much, but it was amazing. And it's like, for those people out there, it's like, don't quit. Like you gotta, you gotta keep going, you know? Sarah, I, I like, I really, <laughs> really don't know what else to say, but I'm speechless and uh, congrats, <laughs> congrats for, um, you know, congrats for being persistent, pushing through all that, um, all that drama that's happening. Wow. 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 Like I, <laughs> I, I literally don't know what else to say, but to say, wow, I'm impressed. And, uh, man, like, yeah, like, gosh, see, yeah, dude, it was rough. And, uh, Sarah, thank you so much for being transparent. And that's what I want to like, when I tell people to share with me your stories, that's what I want to know. <laughs> I want to know you the current on your show, man. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you get re if you get like, that's what I want to know because there are people out there that are going through the exact same thing. And if you can show them, if you can be the lights at the end of the tunnel, you know how many people that you're going to inspire and help from the stories. Sarah, you know that you are on to a great story. Like, like when you get now, now the thing is with you, Sarah, I got to say, your story is absolutely amazing. And, you know, once, once you start to make it where you feel like what is success to you, like making it, the story that you're going to share like right now, and I'm so glad to have you come into the channel because I get to capture the story first. It's going to be so amazing. It's going to inspire so many people on so many different levels. And after hearing that, if you guys don't get inspired and think about you going to quit and saying, oh, I don't do this. I can't do this. I can't do that. Shit. This came in for you. This came in for you. you, you you're not ready. You, you're just not ready, right? If you start making all this... Like after hearing what Sarah has to go through and she pushed through and made it happen. And you're like, you're like, I can't do this. I can't do that. You're just not ready for this game. But Sarah, oh my gosh, great, great story. I, I mean, you were so detailed. You captured my attention. I was sitting on my feet, crazy, insane. <laughs> so what I want to know from you now is that what are, um, what are some things that you've learned from this that you can share with somebody that is like, you know, starting out or going through this? Like, what are some things that you got from this that you would like to share? Well, I think a lot of it really, um, cause you can learn the process and you can learn the process anywhere. The process is the process. One thing that I've really learned is you have to dig really deep in your own self. And it can't just be for you. Like when I was going through all of that, I was thinking about my two girls, my, my girlfriend. It's like, if I quit now, it's, this might be it, you know, like this is going to be the rest of our life. And I was like, I'll be damned that this is going to be the rest of my life. This is not happening. And there was points where, you know, I had to even convince my girlfriend. I was like, listen, I was like, we're going to make it work. I don't know exactly how, I don't know exactly how it's going to happen. But I know, and I, I had so much conviction. I was like, we're going to make this work. It doesn't seem like it, but we're going to keep going and we're going to keep pushing forward and we're not going to quit and we're not going to look at these 
these failures as like defeat. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, well that happened. That's great. That sucked, you know, but let's just keep moving. And, and there was, you know, there was times where we had to sit down and just really talk about what are we grateful for? We have each other. We're alive. We're, we're still, you know, we're still healthy. Even though there are struggles, somehow we found ways to get that money to pay for this or pay for that. Literally by like perfect timing. Everything was perfect timing in some way or form. And those are the small things that, you know, it's just like, don't forget to be grateful. You got to dig deep. You got to work hard. You got to, you got to be creative in solving problems. Cause that's what you're doing is, you know, every day you're solving your own problems, but in this industry, you're solving other people's problems. And so, you know, despite all the, you know, things that you're learning from Kong side or whoever you're following or whatever, it really starts with you and your mindset. If your mindset isn't right, you're not going to make it. And that's, that's the real deal right there. Hands down agree. I couldn't say it better, Sarah. So now what I want to know, Sarah, is that, so is your girlfriend, like, is she on board with you now? You guys going at this full time oh, or man. how's yeah, the yeah. deal? <laughs> well, <laughs> she's like, she was so, cause you know, at first she was like, okay, these astronomical numbers you keep talking about. I see that you're excited. She was like, show me the money, right? Yeah. I'm like, bet, I'm going to show you the money. I was like, I don't know how long it's going to take, but I'm going to show you the money. So she's on board. She goes and drives, drives her dollars, and that's actually her favorite thing. I'm like, you really want to drive for dollars? We'll do this for hours, right? She loves it. But um, while I'm doing this, she actually was re-offered her job back. So she's going back temporarily just so that – we don't get stuck in that same situation. Um, but even while she's at the office, she's like doing comps and stuff. <laughs> so it's like, all right, this is cool. So I definitely have her support. She was super proud. Um, we're going to be doing this business together for sure. And uh, I don't know. I think things are definitely looking so much better now. But I mean, even through the hard stuff, I mean, I tell you what, we wanted to kill each other through that whole time was just like, man, this sucks. We're at each other's throats, you know? I mean, that kind of pressure and that kind of stress, it really gets you through, you know, it's just, it's hard. But you keep the ones that stay there with you through that hard time, you know what I'm you <laughs> I hear you. And, and Sarah, once again, Sarah, I want to say congrats. And also too is like hands down, um, like I'm proud of you, Sarah. Great job. Oh, thanks, Great job. So now, um, for those of you who have any questions throughout this interview, I think that Sarah covers um, uh, uh, quite well already. But let me ask you, the property, is it um, how many bedroom and bathroom? Oh, gosh. I think it was like, I think it was like a 3-1 or something like okay. that. Okay. And do you know the uh, square footage? Um, it was like a little over, I would say a little over 1,200 square feet okay. from the top of my head. Got it. And then now my question for you is, you, how, did, how did you estimate the repair costs? <laughs> so you know how um, we had the, the general contractor oh, yeah. go over there? Yeah. <laughs> so technically, we had a repair cost from him, right? Mm. Um, so technically, the repair cost was like 50000 or something like that. Um, Basically, it was a lot more because there was mold in the basement. 
And so that's why we were able to kind of play with some of the numbers, get them to decrease on the, on the price and sure. stuff like that. We just kind of hit those pain points and um, we did that. But now I think I got it from you, but I have, um, I, I do it by, and maybe this is, I, I'm pretty sure I got it from you. Let me see right now. Um, let's see. So uh, it's like, it like a little list of like, okay, this is yeah. a light rehab, the, the dollar figure. And I just multiply it by mm -hmm. the square footage and that's how I do it. And it, it gets pretty close. Um, but I'm pretty sure I got that from you. Okay. So, okay. So you got the general contractor. It was a 50 K rehab. I guess it's a complete rehab. Oh yeah. That thing was, yeah, it was so old school. And then, and then on top of that, um, you know, like the basement, it had mm. like one inch of like mold down there. So wow. it was really bad. Gotcha. And the thing is, you guys, the reason why I asked for bedroom, bathroom and square footage. So you guys that are starting out that are having, uh, you know, like when you first start out, you don't know, you don't have any construction background. So you don't know how much things cost. Right. I would suggest calling some, some contract in the local area and just start, you know, uh, asking them. You know, how many, you know, like, hey, I'm looking to remodel bathroom. How much does that cost? Kitchens. Um, I'm, I'm looking to paint the outside, the inside. I'm re redoing the floor. So start getting some general numbers. But the reason why I ask these questions on the interview is so you guys know, hey, the next time that when I talk to a seller, um, they said, okay, this house is a three-bedroom, one-bath, 1,200 square feet. It's a completely update. You guys would have an hour ball figure. Of, it's going to cost about 50000 when complete update. And uh, Sarah, tell me if I'm wrong. Complete update, electrical, plumbing. Windows, flooring, updated kitchen, bathrooms. How about the roof? The roof was actually fine on that. Okay. So, see, I, I was tempting on not to say the yeah. roof because the roof itself is going to cost between seven to ten, seven to ten thousand. So, so the fifty thousand, I didn't think that it would uh, include the roof. So now you guys have a general idea of what it's going to cost when a seller said, "Hey, square footage, this many bathroom bathrooms. That's how much it's going to cost. Fix up." Um, yeah, I was, I was actually pretty glad that we did the general contractor because when they sent us the quote, I saw a breakdown of like everything. I was like, oh, okay, that, that's really helpful, actually. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, nice. So now, um, Sarah, my other question for you is now, are you guys going to do wholesaling in Texas or in Virginia? Well, we're, we're doing it in Texas, even though we ended up getting that deal in Virginia as enticing as that was. Um, because I was like, well, we could do it over there. I, I figured we had been already marketing here. We want to just like dominate the area here before we even decide to move anywhere else. I think it's important to, to stick with one thing first, because sometimes when you try to go over here and over there and over here and over there, you lose focus and, um, you really can't, you can't give it a hundred percent. And, uh, so we, we figured this area is probably going to be best for now. Awesome. And Sarah, I agree. I agree. You guys focus is like, like it's so important. And, uh, so, so I agree with you a hundred percent. Um, gosh, I was going to ask you, uh, another question was, okay. for, for pictures, Sarah, did anybody tell you that you can go to wegolook.com? Yeah, that's the service where they go over there and, and I think take it's like a hundred bucks and they take pictures for you. So I did, I called them first. Right. Yep. And, um, they were like, yeah, we can do uh, basic pictures. It's like only f you get like 15 or 20 yep. pictures. I was like, but that's not enough. <laughs> I was like, that's not enough. So then they were like, um, well, yeah, we could do a custom one, but I think they were, they were saying it was going to be between 500 to a thousand dollars. And I was like, 
because I had very specific things that I mm -hmm. wanted to take pictures sure. of, especially with me not being there. And I was like, oh, we need a video and stuff too. Gotcha. And um, they were like, they quoted me for like five or 500 to a thousand bucks. I was like, nah, dog, I'm not about that. <laughs> I, I was you. like, I'll find another way for now. <laughs> gotcha. I hear you. And the thing is, you guys, I bring that up is for those of you who's doing it virtually, you want people to go take pictures for you. Um, you know, they charge about 80 bucks or so, but I think you got to go and you got to put like, they got to be a $500 deposit yeah. to set up the account. So there's a $500 deposit, but the thing is you, you will use that money. Like they, so it's basically it's going to your account and you're allowed to use it, but they want to, um, uh, that's the deposit that they need, uh, upfront. Um, so let me see here. Okay. So that's pretty much now, Sarah, let me ask you this question. Why didn't you ask the sellers friends to go take picture for you? So they had originally taken the pictures and they oh, were yeah. awful. <laughs> they were blurry. Like you couldn't even tell what it was. And, it. and uh, the lady had lived like an hour away. So I was like, you know, I really don't want to have to depend on them to do it. Let's yep. just go ahead and do it and, and get it over with. So that went back to, hey, are we going to drive the 23 hours or find somebody else? And I almost drove the 23 hours, but I'm so glad I didn't because that would have been extremely horrible. <laughs> yeah, got it. So Sarah, once again, congrats. And we're going to wrap this up, Sarah. How do people connect with you? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Sarah, S-A-R-A-H-J. And last name H E N N I G. Awesome, um, you guys. I want to. Um, I'm gonna be sure to put that in the, the descriptions. And um, if, you, like I said, one more time, if you guys don't find Sarah's stories inspire enough to push you to keep going, to not give up, so you can get onto the channel to share your stories, I don't know what will. So um, anyway, Sarah, I want to say thank you so much for taking your precious time to jump on to do this interview with me greatly appreciate it. And also too, it's a blast to have you a part of this awesome wholesale to million family. And I wish you and your girlfriend massive success. Um, you have the right mindset for it. I really don't see there's anything that's going to be able to stop you now. <laughs> oh so, no, um, not now. <laughs> no, not now. So what I want to do is maybe, um, maybe sometime next year again, I would like to, I sure. would like to bring you back on again and kind of see where you guys are sitting at, at that time. Um, um, so that would be awesome. And uh, anyways, you guys, if you enjoyed this interview and it add any value to you, be sure to smash the thumbs up. Comment below if you don't like it. Like if you don't like for, for if you're going <laughs> to smash the thumbs down, I want to know the reason why. All right. Why is because so I can improve and make it better. Um, but anyway, Sarah, thank you so much. You guys take care and have a great rest of your day. Thanks, right, Sarah. Thank you.